0: thank you for listening to the manage smarter podcast your hosts C. lee smith and audrey strong navigate new ways to hire develop and retain talent helping your team sort a higher performance this is the manage smarter podcast
1: well hello again everyone welcome to the manage smarter podcast i am audrey strong director of communications for sales fuel
0: and I'm Celie Smith, the CEO and President of SalesShield. Boy, Audrey, we've got ourselves a real treat today.
1: We absolutely do. Heather Monahan, how are you?
2: I'm doing very well. How are you guys doing?
1: Good. fantastic. Uh, Heather is extraordinary. She is a thought leader, not only for women, but for C-Sweeters and aspirational people all around the country. HeatherMonahan.com, right? We got that right. Most Influential Woman in Radio for 2017. A book coming out this May, yay, called Confidence Creator. C- C-Squared, right? We like that. Yes. And then Boston Heels brand as well, where you're sort of Coaching people, but men and women—you were saying too—boss and heels has multiple meanings. We'll talk a little bit about that.
0: I I, I, I can wear heels. Nothing, nothing stopping me. <laughs>
1: now, in the 34 years I've known Lee, I can't say that I've ever seen him in um, stilettos. But well,
0: okay. we're both we're both six one, so yeah, you know.
2: know that. that,
1: that. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it, Heather. Thank you for coming and taking some of your valuable time to spend with us.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: All right. Well, where to start? I feel like you have so much to share with everyone. Tell us a little bit about your personal story and your personal brand.
2: Sure, so I grew up very poor in um, Worcester, Massachusetts and was able to figure out how to get ahead in business through sheer hard work and and drive and fell into a lot of pitfalls along the way, but was able to pitch myself and successfully be awarded a number of different opportunities from equity partnership at a very young age when I was 24 years old, turning a $25 million property into a $55 million property in under three years. Wow. I then pitched myself for a position that didn't exist when I joined the Beasley Radio Company, they didn't have a VP of sales and I saw that opportunity, I saw the need, I pitched myself for that, was awarded that job, I pitched myself for the EVP position that hadn't been created, I was awarded that job, and ultimately the CRO position which hadn't previously existed. So I've just had a track record across my career of seeing opportunities and going after them and through persistence and you know a track record of success, being able to capitalize on those and And continue to grow business around me. So, throughout all of that, I, you know, like anyone as we age, I started thinking more and more about giving back and how could I take what I had learned. And make it available to others and that's really where the idea for me launching my personal brand originated from was I wanted to be a resource for that girl that I used to be because I Mm -hmm. didn't have a female mentor I didn't have anyone helping me or showing me hey you don't need to make it so hard here's an easier more efficient way to do it and so that was really the goal in mind when I launched my personal brand a couple years ago you know
0: we're in suburban Columbus Ohio sales fuel is and of course uh, you get to invoke the name of Woody Hayes, who's an Ohio State football coach, you know, long long past, but he always used to say, you can never pay back, but you can always pay forward. And, and I, you and I have somewhat of a similar background, because I grew up, well, we thought we were middle class, as it turns out, I'm not so sure that we were, but in rural West Virginia, and it's like, and we had to fight, scratch, and claw for everything we got. Nobody was going to give us anything. If anything, people kind of looked down on us, because, you know, if we're, you know us being the people that grew up in that area. And I think what's really great about that, though, is like, it really, really makes you resilient and makes you uh, really want to work hard and, you know, get rewarded for that. But it's like, you know, so would you say that resilience has been a big part of, of your background and a part of your personal journey?
2: Absolutely. And I think that it's funny that you just said, you know, we're lucky to have had that experience because it really sets us apart from other people going through any challenging situation. You don't see it that way, but you're able to connect those dots together when you look back on, on your life. And it absolutely has been an asset to me.
1: So you get to the C-suite of Beasley and you said, once you got there, you went, kind of took a look around. What was your reaction when you finally hit that sort of that benchmark?
2: You know, I think that a lot of women, instead of positioning themselves and assuming they're going to be fantastic at something, oftentimes there's that fraud mindset that comes Mm -hmm. into play where women might think, well, I, I don't know, should I go for this because I'm not qualified? I haven't done the job before. Conversely, my male counterparts, I was seeing them leapfrog ahead other women and they didn't have experience. They hadn't done the job previously. Mm-hmm. So for me, I thought, well, if these guys can do it and they haven't been in the job before, why can't I? You know, I, I look back at my successes and I parlayed that into an assumption that I would succeed going into it. And C level is no different. If anything, it's, um, it, it's funny. You have more support around you, you have more help around you many things become much easier. And to get to that level, it really just has, it's about taking that leap, having that courage to pitch yourself for the job and the opportunity and go for it and believe that you will help complete that bridge along the way. Instead of falling off of it, it's gonna continue to grow with you. And that's really what I found is, you know, it, it gives you a platform and an opportunity to reach more people, affect more people, and do so in a different and unique way, which typically in business is uh, a fantastic thing.
0: So Heather, it's like, you know, also, when you make it to that C-suite level or something like that, it also makes you a bigger target. And that's not just a female-male thing. I was like, it's not unique to gender or whatever. It's, it's true of all of us who who make it to that level, but is, is there anything, um, unique, I guess, about being a female in the C-suite versus a male in the, C- the C-suite? Obviously, I wouldn't know. That's why I'm asking the question.
2: <laughs> yes. So whenever you're a threat, you're going to be a target. And, you know, unfortunately, when you work with people who are insecure or don't feel really confident, they are going to have it out for you. And And that definitely happened to me. It wasn't any different that when I was younger, you know, I've learned that harassment, bullying, unfortunately, is a part of Corporate America and not just Mm -hmm. corporate America as we've seen recently, you know, it's everywhere, but those situations are really about a lack of confidence in the other person wanting to exude some level of commanding power and giving them some false sense of security or confidence or strength. So for me running into that, I wasn't new to it. I had dealt with it in the past. Uh, it wasn't welcome in, in many ways as a woman. You anticipate that from men, but you don't anticipate it from women. So it opened my eyes to the fact that it, you know it's not exclusive to men to be harassed or bullied, but it can happen to you by a woman. And it's just about using your voice, standing in your power, owning what's important to you and not backing down no matter what that means.
1: Honestly, in the management management positions and television news that I've held, I think women are almost worse to each other. I'm just going to say it. Not gonna that happens lie. often. Catty, sure. catty, catty. And it's a cliche and it's horrible and it's awful, but I don't know. We just seem more vicious.
0: I'm keeping my mouth shut. I know. you.
1: Really. <laughs> <laughs> so, So you get there and then it's like you get shot out of a cannon and then they fire you, which is what led you to become an entrepreneur. Um, Major shift change, working for yourself, not for somebody else. What happened?
2: So, you know, interestingly enough, the company had been vocal. A certain person in leadership had been very vocal about not liking my personal brand. And that became a big issue. They Mm -hmm. wanted me to shut down my personal brand. Well, those are one of those, in my opinion, it's a pivotal moment when you're doing something for good you believe in it 100%, and you know you're not doing something to be harmful or or hurting others, you have to make a decision in that moment. Do I continue to move forward with what I believe in, with what my heart is telling me to do, or do I become that fraud? Do I become that person that's going to back down? And I'll tell you, at different points in my life when I was younger, I certainly would have backed down. I, I wouldn't have had the resources, the confidence, or the courage that I had at 42 years old. But at 42, I said, no way, I will not be told by someone who's intimidated by me or who's insecure or has their own fears or holdbacks what I can and cannot do. That's not, that's not right. And I stood up for myself and I said, I'm not doing anything wrong and I'm going to move forward. And in the end, I was told my position was eliminated, which I find interesting as a chief revenue officer um, in media where they're challenged yeah, with yeah. revenues and, and you know, facing a number of declines in a competitive environment. I found that um, interesting. So to say, to say the least, I was shocked. I had built a great reputation and a great track record of success, uh, built a strong team around me. So I, I, was, I, w- I went through a really hard time. Those first 30 days were really challenging because I had never been fired and I hadn't expected that. I also knew I took a chance when I stood up for myself and didn't back down and follow what this person told me to do in shutting down my personal brand. I knew there was a chance that could happen. Um, uh, so it was, I guess it was a calculated risk I took, but standing here today, I couldn't be happier with the decisions I've made and more proud of myself for, for doing what I believe in.
0: So Heather, I've, 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 you know, I've read your articles, I've seen your interviews, I've heard you present, help me understand what could possibly be the beef with your personal brand, because it's like, it seems, it seems positive. It seems inspirational. It seems helpful uh, to other executives. What was the beef?
2: I was told that it was misleading and it looked like I was working on something, you know, that would be taking me away from work and that it confused people. Hmm.
1: So because the podcast is called Manage Smarter, let's turn this on its head. Having gone through that and with managers and leaders listening to our podcast, what are the less? This was a prime example of how not to manage people the way that you were sort of summarily dispatched. I mean, what are your other thoughts on that?
2: What I learned from that, and and I would share with anybody who is in management, is it is critical to build your own personal brand, to speak your own narrative and to follow your passions and belief. I've seen people who don't do that and they become angry and upset and and just negative and, and you see it affect culture be who you are and be proud of that and own that, that's what's gonna set you apart from everybody else, make you unique and draw people closer to you and allow you to succeed and find your true path. But by following what a a micromanager or an insecure leader is telling you to do, it's only gonna leave you feeling stifled. So my network, my personal brand is what I relied on when I was terminated and within 24 hours of me announcing I was terminated online, I had, I can't even tell you, 100,000 responses from people because I had been authentic, because Mm -hmm. I had reached out for help. and, And that all went back to the fact that I built my own personal brand. It was real. It was transparent. And I had built a great network. So I would recommend to everybody to do that. That same thing, build that network, lean into that network, and put yourself out there because it pays dividends.
0: But but being independent and speaking your mind doesn't necessarily mean being uh, insubordinate or not follow, not taking direction from supervisors and things of that nature. That was never your situation, right? And I think I think I want to make that clear for for listeners. It's like you can if you see something that's wrong and you speak your mind about it and, and you do that. But at the same point in time that. I don't want people to get the impression, though, that that that's you know that that's what's happening here. I, I think your personal brand, my personal brand, Audrey's personal brand, actually should be able to work uh, hand in glove, basically, with, with with the mission and values of a company. Don't you think?
2: I, I absolutely uh, believe that is the case, and, and no, you don't want to encourage anyone to be insubordinate. At the same time, I think you can speak your mind, stand up for your beliefs, and do it in a professional manner in, in any situation, and, and that's really taking emotion out of it. You, know, you want to be calm. You want to be direct, and, and you can sit and listen to somebody else's perspective and, and be in a situation and ex- express yours as well. But if you find yourself in a situation where you're not allowed to do that you might want to start looking for another job. Mm -hmm.
1: You know what I thought was also really cool and actually surprising when I started to read all the things on your website? website's wonderful. I encourage everybody to go to heathermonahan.com. It's not only a gorgeous website, it's set up great. And what surprised me is reading your story and then you still say though, Hire people that are more talented than you. Hire people that might be a threat to you because every it'll raise everybody's game. And so given the fact that you went to the C-suite and you had these sort of wolves jockeying for position, you still believe in that. You still promote that.
2: I always have, so you know? I, I wasn't. I wasn't the person that fired me. And, and if I put myself, in <laughs> that's those true. Shoes, Why would I fire you know, myself? Yeah. I, I would want. I would want someone to challenge me. And and you know, and I joke around with people, but I mean it truly. When people say, "How is it working for yourself?" I'm the best boss I've ever had. And let me tell you what I mean by that. I believe in autonomy for great people. I believe in creativity, innovation, and anyone can come up with that next great idea. It's not just about me and what I think or say. I want to be around those people that are challenging me to see it differently. And if they've got a better idea than me, great, let's go with your idea. That's what a real team and that's what real leadership is about. It's not about trying to control or dictate because those people will fail. Mark my words. You know, we know that's a a failing strategy. A positive strategy in our environment that we live in today is about collaboration and checking egos at the door. And that's not easy for everyone to do, but it really is the only way to grow is to find people that are better than you and find a way to work with them. And, and that's my daily challenge every day is finding those people, accessing them and getting them to partner with me.
0: So we talk about paying forward and what would be your advice to, uh, high-level female executives to help coach uh, up-and-coming female executives when they see them either, you know, I don't know, uh, either giving away their power or maybe, uh, you know, not behaving in a manner or whatever that, you know, is going to advance their cause and help their career and everything like that. So what kind of advice would you give to, to these top female executives to help coach the, the up-and-coming ones?
2: It's a difficult situation given the climate we live in right now to sit across from someone and advise them on what they're wearing or how they're handling themselves because that can be misconstrued and it can create a problem. So I think it's a delicate environment. But what I would encourage people to do, if you do things in a group setting where Mm -hmm. you're it's an open opportunity. Anyone that wants to attend, we're going to talk about how I was able to break through the glass ceiling and how you can too. If you'd like to come, you can come. And the more ambiguously not singling somebody out, I think that's an easier conversation to have where you can be more honest and use yourself as that example. Here's where I failed. Here's where I struggled. And here's what I learned.
1: I had a friend who, um, Lee knows this, my own PR business for about 10 years, all referral, and some friend who got blown out, similar to you, and he called me up and asked me to coffee and he said, uh, we sat down and coffee and he looks across the table from me and he literally says, how do you get clients? I said, the fact that you are willing to ask that basic of a question and say, I set up my LLC, but I don't know how to do anything else is you're going to be fine. You know, and I told him everything I could tell him at the time, and uh, I sent him his first client just to get him started. And but that's that's what you do—you mentor and you help and you cross pollinate. He's he's still he's still in business. He's doing okay. But uh, I, I hear what you're saying very much. So, do you want to talk about
2: the book? I'd love to talk about the book. I'd love to talk about the book. So, so may, and this is what another thing I'd like to share. I've heard from a number of people in my career. Oh, write a book. That idea sounds like a massive beast. You know, the who's gonna I write a write book? One. Yeah, it doesn't it sounds so hard though? And so I always would hear people. You know, oh, write a book. Oh, sure, yeah, I'll do that in my spare time. What I realize is, like anything, if you make something a priority and decide to just sit down and do it, it's going to happen. And that's really what I did. I'm not a writer. I, I never thought of myself in that way. But I certainly have a story to tell. And what I decided to do after I got fired, I sat down and said, the first and most important thing to me is to write a book. Once I had you know, connected with my network and started putting a plan together. So I just sat down and I started writing that first page. And that's really what the catalyst was for me to complete this book was instead of looking at it as writing you know, 30 chapters, I wrote my first story. And then I wrote the second one and, and so on and so forth. So I like anything in life, you see some massive project or goal that you have, you break it down into those little pieces and take it step by step. But the key was starting, making it a priority every day. So that was a great reminder for me in regards to goals and, and achieving those bigger things you want in life. And it made me feel so much more confident when I completed the task. I felt Amazing. The day I saw the final manuscript, I cried and I thought, wow, six months ago, I never thought I could have written a book. Well, yeah. What else can I do? You know? So the book is really all about that. It's about how to create confidence. I share my personal success stories and failures, embarrassing moments, and things that I've learned that I want other people to have access to because. Learning how to succeed shouldn't just be left to the wealthy and those born with a super successful father. It should be allowed information available to everybody, no matter what your socioeconomic background, no matter what color you are or what sex you are. It doesn't matter. Everyone needs to have access to this information. And I hope that this is really a blueprint that allows many people to create confidence and create success in their own life.
0: Well, you know, you're, you, so you come from a bit of a radio background, and I'm reminded of something that Howard Stern used to say. <laughs> maybe not, he's not my favorite jock, mind you, but it's like they always say, Yeah, you're nobody until you've been fired. And I, I always like to say, It's, <laughs> it's like, true. you know, if, yeah. it's like if, if you don't have haters, you're not relevant. So, it's it's so like, you know, <laughs> because that means you're really not pushing the envelope yeah. and you're not really pushing people out of their comfort zone or maybe tweaking their security a little bit and everything like that with new ideas and things of that nature. So, uh, I, I like how you've really I- embodied that in in your journey and in your story and, and I Really, I think it's great that you're sharing that story with everybody.
2: I actually include that. I'm happy you brought that up about the haters. That was something when I created my personal brand that discouraged me at first. I felt I wanted to hide under the table when I'd see nasty notes that people I didn't know were writing and posting on social. It was really hurtful. And for a moment, it affected me. And I thought, wow, should I stop doing this? But instead, turning that into fuel to say just what you said wow, I'm doing something different and unique and that's upsetting people? Well, that's pretty cool and I feel really proud. I would rather be criticized for doing something unique and different than be a person who criticizes others while does nothing. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, I counsel people if they're gonna put themselves out there from, the, I'm in PR land, so, you know, put yourself out there but get a thick skin in it. use any of the f- negative fuel as fuel to keep going. Don't let it get to you because- you know, the, what do they call them? Keyboard Mavericks. People just hide behind the keyboard in the basement, you know, and post nasty things, you know.
0: So heather, I had one more I had one more question for you. I was like, I wanted to know what advice you could give to up and coming executives, whether it be female or male or, or anything in between. It's like uh, how do you how are you able to find your sweet spot? You know, that, that place where you have the right boss who's going to mentor you and she's going to, you know, she's going to groom you to, to be better and better things. You're using all your, your skills and your talents and you're developing those, those and you like coming to work every day and you're being well rewarded. It's like, what advice can you have for finding that sweet spot, not just financially, but also mentally and spiritually?
2: Wow, that sounds like utopia. Let me know when you find it. <laughs> I, I've not been able to find it. That's so why I'm asking you. <laughs> I'll tell you, that does not happen often, but one of the ways to find it is to get out of the situation when you don't have it. And that's something that I've learned over the years. Oftentimes, I would stay in a situation where I wasn't being mentored, I wasn't being challenged, I wasn't using my superpowers, things that really made me feel great and confident and strong, but I would stay because I thought, well, you know, it's a good job or this or that. You know, we can come up with all the excuses. It's fear of change and fear of trying something different. So one of the directives that I give to anyone I work with is if you're not happy, if you're not living your fullest potential, if you're not being treated right, Let's start that plan to get you out of that situation and get you somewhere where you will be treated well and you will be respected. Because until you really respect yourself and command that respect, no one else is gonna respect you either. And, and in some environments, some people, they're just not the right people for you to be with. So I would say firing those negative people in your life is gonna help you to take that positive turn that will lead you to where you really wanna be.
0: And that's part of boss and heels, right? Right, and firing those negative thoughts in your head too, Heather, mm-hmm. right?
2: Absolutely. Because we spend more time with our own thoughts, our own inner dialogue than we do with anybody else. So it's critical to make sure that we're having a positive dialogue with ourselves. And oftentimes that can be as basic as sitting down with a piece of paper and writing down what is great about you. And if you can't find those things, ask those people in your inner circle, because they'll be happy to tell you. And that can help give you that perspective of who you are through a different lens. So you can really begin to appreciate yourself.
1: Lee had one. We bef- we were messaging before we hopped on the blower here. Um, one thing that we wanted to ask you about too was if you could address for managers um, and also women, aspirational women that are either single moms or just moms, even if oh, they're yeah. married. Um, what advice you have for them because that's a more complex situation of balancing childcare and everything else. Any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, and and that's for single dads too, because there's a lot of single single men out there, right? And, you know, so I I definitely don't think that's, you know, unique to a woman or a man. But one thing that I've learned is you've got to ask for help and rely on others for help and let go of that idea of being perfect. There's plenty of times I blow it as a mother. My son was on a soccer field on a Saturday. I was on a work trip. He got side tackled by someone and was another mother, had to sit with him because. I wasn't there, and that was heart-wrenching to get that call and find out from him that it was a letdown my mom wasn't there conversely, he's been able to see me along a journey that I really feel is so unique for him. He's learned more about building courage and confidence. He's learning about building businesses and the challenges that you face and how you overcome them. And the other day he broke his leg um, in a basketball game. (laughs) Yeah. He's faced some challenges. And the minute we got home, he was crying and he said, I need some time alone in my room. I said, sure. I put him in his room with his computer. I came in five minutes later and he said, guess what I just did? And he played the song Glorious for me. And he said, Mom, this is my comeback song for the day that my leg is healed when I hit the court this is what we're going to play. And what that taught me was no matter how down and out you are, no matter what age you are, focusing on how we're going to come back instead of what happened to us, that's the key to move it forward. And, and uh, I'm constantly learning from that guy. So I guess my point for all those parents out there is we're not going to do everything right. We're not going to have a great day at work, a great work trip or the best interaction with our child, but just letting that go and doing the best that we can. We'll see it comes full circle in different ways.
1: Fantastic. All right, so everybody is going to crave more of you. so Heathermonahan.com, and then it's Heather Monahan on Twitter, right? And LinkedIn. Go ahead and give us all your social media.
2: Sure, underscore Heather Monahan on Twitter, and then everything else is at Heather Monahan. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram's my favorite. Um, YouTube, we're everywhere. Great.
1: And the book, will that be on Amazon? is it or just selling it through your website in May?
2: That'll be on Amazon. That'll be on my site. We're going to have a paperback, hardcover, confidence creator coming out in May for any person that's in need of giving themselves a confidence boost or learning how to overcome challenges.
1: Heather, you've been a joy. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely fantastic.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.